Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hello, friends, family, listeners. Welcome back to Journey Living. My name is Mark Bird. I have the distinct pleasure and honor of co-hosting this program and podcast with Shannon Meyer, uh, author, co-host, teacher, just incredible uh, woman of God. And Shannon, welcome to the program today. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. And I am so excited to be here today in this show, especially Mark, because this one is so near and dear to my heart. And Mark, I know you know what I've been working on for the last year, been pouring blood, sweat and tears. And you know, when a program comes to fruition or a project, it's like you want to run around and do the hallelujah dance. Yes, <laughs> amen. So, Today, we have decided to share with our podcast audience, our radio audience, about um, an incredible new program. At least I'm hearing it's a really great program. <laughs> it is called The GOAT. G-O-A-T is an acronym for greatest of all time. It is something I have written uh, myself. Uh, it comes out of 20 years of field experience working with families and children. Um, but also out of my ministry work. And it's not about creating a new, another Tom Brady. We've got right. we've got one Tom Brady. He is the GOAT. We all know that. And he is great at being who he is. But Mark, this program and this um, curriculum is for the person who wants to be the best they can be. And I believe that God has created us all for a purpose and for that day and time in which he would have us live and in the generation that we should live in. And um, it's no fault of ours that we are here on this earth in the year 2022 or whenever you're listening to this. But it's here that God has put on my heart and by the help of the Holy Spirit have written a program to help you become the best that you can be. Not for a platform, not for the next YouTube star, not for anything to say, <laughs> I'm great, you're not, <laughs> look at me, that is not what this program is for. And so Mark and I have been talking and Mark and his wife just went through the training to become facilitators and to learn about the program. And so I finally get to talk to Mark about this openly on air. As we have been building this, uh, the promos are rolling out, the commercials are rolling out, and I'm just super excited, Mark. Can you tell? I am so yeah, excited. I love it. Um, so I, I just would love to hear your take on the program, and we're going to dig into it. And for those of you who are maybe by your computer or, um, you know, you're, you're wondering, what is this? What is she talking about? You can go to the GOAT Facebook page or to thegoatprogram.org and find out more information. So, Mark... Tell me what you and Jill found from this program. Tell me your takeaway. What what brought newness to your life? I saw Jill, who's a great near and dear friend of mine, kind of shake her head during it like, wow, I can't believe we yeah. got to this part of my life. But you said something that was so encouraging to me, Mark, because I originally had written it for the youth. Um, I work with a lot of troubled youth. Um, our judges are currently ordering kids into the program. But what's been amazing are the adults that are coming for the program. Um, I currently have a soldier. He's a Black Hawk. 
um, who needed some help, just needed somebody to talk to, but he knew if he went to a licensed therapist or counselor, he would be uh, probably diagnosed with something and then grounded. Um, and I've got military wives, I've got pastors, I've got youth leaders, I've got teachers, I've got children, I've got single moms, I have uh, people struggling severely with alcoholism, and all are trying to find the healing in this in their own life, but that is coming through this program and how they can be set free, first of all, be healed, and then to live the best life that God intended for them. So Mark, what was your take? Yeah, so Shannon, I'm an amen guy, okay? I believe in amening, and uh, I encourage amening. On this particular instance, I am amen and amen. <laughs> so it's like a double whammy. It's a double amen for me and, as you mentioned, for my wife and all as well. But we, we attended the training, sat through the session, and it dawned on me as we looked around the room. And literally, uh, the people that were attending the training, Shannon, were all adults. And I know I'm sitting there going, okay, so we're all attending this training to try to help and encourage youth and, and to help them. But I was looking around the room and every single adult was greatly impacted by what we saw, by what we were hearing, by the material being presented. And I just, I, I prayed as we were sitting there, as you were wrapping up, Shannon, and I was like, Lord, should I tell Shannon about this right now? Or should I sit on it and tell her later? What have you? And the Lord's like, now, now, now. And I said, Shannon, uh, this is not just a program for children. Yes, it can and should help many, many children, but it's also for adults. And I know I talk about this scripture quite a bit, Shannon, uh, on the programs, but here's the truth. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Out of John chapter four, okay, this is the chapter where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, but there's a verse that strikes me. Of course, I've been a worship leader for 25 years, so it strikes me even more when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well about worship. But what he says is this, he said, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. And I know Shannon, you, you didn't write this program to be about worship, mm -hmm. but my point in all of this is that Jesus said the father is seeking people who, this is my words to get real. Oh. Yeah. Worship in spirit and in truth. Well, truth is what? Truth is truth. Truth is not fake. And I know this. You know this. Jesus is not a fan of hypocrites. Right. And and what I felt like I took away from that program, that training, Shannon, was this is not making hypocrites. This is like it will stomp on your toes because here's why, because we need to examine ourselves. Paul encouraged us in many of his writings, many of his writings to the church, the early church. And he said, examine yourselves, examine your hearts. Mm -hmm. He tells us to do that all over. And Shannon, this is exactly what you give us adults. And these were people in ministry, Shannon. Right. And when you just kind of went through the list pretty fast and you talked about a Black Hawk pilot. You talked about pastors. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm going, you're talking about people in leadership, Shannon. Mm -hmm. And these are people that are being helped. Because why? Because we need help. And the first part of that or the first step of that is saying, guess what? I need help. 
Shannon, you and I talked about this that day. We talk about this just off air before we started as well. Uh, and this may be a cliche, but it's so true. I found it in my own heart and life and ministry. Hurt people hurt other people. That's right, Mark. And I don't know how I'm going to acquire one other than to take a pair of scissors on an airplane (laughs) (laughs) when the flight attendant is saying, in the case of cabin pressure is lost, put your mask on first and then help those next to you. I need one of those masks for a demonstration in our training because this is exactly what it is. Um, We've got to heal, get healed ourselves before we could ever help or heal others, or um, I think of what you were saying, the, the leaders that were there, we have law enforcement that have come to be in it. And I think, wow, what happens to our leaders? What happens to those who are leading us when they're struggling, when they don't get to raise their hand, they don't get to raise the white flag, but I know they need help. And that's what this program is. And it's for anybody. It's just not those in leadership. It's for for moms, dads, kids, aunties, uncles, preachers, pastors, teachers. I mean, we had a co- we've had two college students in it. Um, one going into ministry, one going to be a teacher. And they're like, oh, man, this is going to make all the world and the difference just to be able to recognize when students are struggling, not maybe to lash out or become frustrated, but to realize something else is going on. Um, I recently had a retired teacher who attended say, this needs to be an every in-service day for teachers. This can change the way schools treat children. Um, And I've been in the schools for 20 years, and I know the teachers are tired. I know they need support. And how yet can we do that? We um, are talking, we're, we're getting ready to train 25 of nursery school teachers um, that the, the youth pastor, just like our teachers need this. We, we've got to heal those who are helping others. And it, it makes me stop and pause. Mark, it was so encouraging what you and Jill said, because I had thought maybe the Lord was leading me just to help children because that was the arena I was in. But I do look around and I say, we all need the help. We were recently in the ER for my husband for a blood transfusion. And we had been there just three weeks ago because he had contracted pneumonia and kind of befriended her. You know, you befriend your nurse in the emergency room. Well, she must have seen our name on the board again three weeks later, and she came and sought us out. And for whatever reason, she was sharing her heart with me and the struggles that were going on in her family. And I just happened to have one of the programs in my bag and struggling about her husband and his alcoholism and suicidal ideations and just really struggling. Family was falling apart. And I said to her, um, gosh, I wish he would come and join the the goat program because i i know this works it's it's from the holy spirit and she's like oh no he he will not you you won't get him there well i am here today to say he has had (laughs) his first session and by the time this airs probably a couple more and he left not even beginning the program but just from the very few minutes we spoke together about what was in it and how we could get him to get well he just responded. First of all, he was speechless. But then secondly, he was like, when can I start? I got to do this. And I can tell you, and Mark, you saw this firsthand. We had a gal in leadership, uh, works with special needs children. um, And as a manager in the, in the facility and what she is in, 
and um, struggled with some alcoholism. She was set free. And Mark, you watched this, did you not experience oh, yeah. this? You bet. Set free from years of alcoholism. Her mother had committed suicide when she was three. So she was struggling hard, hard with some big, deep, deep, deep wounds. Um, seeing some life cycles again as a, as a mother and what was she was doing with her children. And I just texted her this morning and asked how she was because I know when you stop alcohol, cold turkey, that can be huge on a body. And the girl was set free the day of training. She wasn't even a client. She wasn't even a participant other than to hear about the program, maybe learn how to facilitate the program. And in just, you know, four or excuse me, eight quick hours, like it was, she was set free. And, and so it's exciting to see what God is doing and I know he wants to set us free. And you're right. We, we're not teaching those things that it's easier to put our head in the sand. Um, we have a homeless problem in our community. And people, if we just put their heads in the sand, and I've said this on and on, you're not going to be able to put your head in the sand much longer. Right. You know what I mean? Um, we have a mental health crisis, especially after COVID and the isolation. You can put your head in the sand for a little bit, but... You can't do that forever or you're eventually going to suffocate. And I have a lot of great friends in the mental health industry. Um, this has been gone through, uh, through the mental health industry and executives there. Um, this is not therapy and counseling. It is for coping skills. And the tagline to the go is greatest of all time. But the tagline is living to your highest potential despite what life has handed you. So, you know, it's easy to be the greatest of all when you're given a silver platter, great pedigree, bank accounts, you know, are full, um, every opportunity handed to you. Well, for the majority of us, that is not us. And so this program is for the person that's had something happen. And I think that's probably almost all of us listening or are breathing, <laughs> you know, Mark, yeah, it's, right. it's the place where we have got to deal with the junk and the funk that's way deep inside that, like you said earlier, um, I think we were talking off air that is back in the corners, the crevices, and that's where God wants to go. He wants to get in those. It was, it was interesting. Um, and I use this metaphor a lot and it's just real life for us that, uh, my husband and I were scuba diving in Mexico just a few short months before he was diagnosed with stage four renal cell carcinoma. At no point in time did he ever know that he had renal cell carcinoma, nor that it was stage four. And when they took it out, it was the size of a football, they said, with his wow. kidney in the tumor. And they said, that has been in there a long time. And I use that picture analogy to say this. A lot of us have gone through a lot of stuff, church or unchurch, right? Yep. There's been trauma, there's been disappointment, there's been sadness, there's been loss, devastation now we're seeing. And somehow we have to keep breathing, we have to keep waking up every day, we have to keep going to our jobs, feeding our family, making a living, but those things get pressed down and compressed. And this program is to bring those things up and out and to finally heal from those. Um, the gentleman who uh, is suffering from alcoholism right now, I just, the very first question I ask once I meet them and we talk a little bit about their story is I just say, do you wanna be well? And it has been a hundred out of a hundred percent that most generally everyone wants to be well. Amen. And 10 out of 10 people want to be heard. Um, my very, very first client that I, we ran this prototype, this pilot program 
was a young man who was incarcerated with attempted murder charge at 13 years old. And he said, you know, Shannon, he said, you just listen to me. And he wrote letters to the judges telling them what they thought. And that just encouraged me, but it also told me, we don't wake up out of the womb, come out of the womb. He didn't come out with a gun in his hand, right? He was taught and product of his environment, learned behavior, but there was also a lot of trauma in this young man's life. How does a 13 year old take a gun and shoot another adult? Well, we needed to go back and find all that. And he realized where, the, where things went awry, where the wheels fell off. But the other part of this program, and this is um, one of my greatest mentors said to me, and she's in the health industry at a very high level, said, Shannon, I love this program because you address the trauma, you address the pain, the suffering, but then you give responsibility to the person. Yes. It's not what the rest of the world right now we're seeing is we're going to diagnose you, we're going to label you, and then give you a pill which is easy and there is a quick fix, yep. but it's also an anesthetizing that we are anesthetizing people and we are not getting to the base of the problem. Is it painful? It is. My husband's pain didn't start till after they opened him up with surgery. We have had this journey of four and a half years. The pain has come all after the surgeons opened him up and wow. that, that comes with healing, but it's not to be fearful. It'd be like if the surgeon would have left part of that tumor in there well, where would he be today? He probably wouldn't be with us. They took everything out that had to come out that was dangerous, that was damaging to his body. And so it's here that this program in my heart is, is to help everybody. And you, Mark and Jill have encouraged me so much with that. But we have got to get this into the hands of leaders yes. to be the best that we can be so we can help those who are around us. You know, Shannon, and I and I shared this with you, but I'm going to I'm going to re-mention it here on the air because I think it's so true. There are so many leadership programs out there. Listen, I was in the corporate world for over 30 years. I know exactly what it means. I've sat through zillions of leadership training <laughs> courses and there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing inherently wrong with them at all, Shannon. But here's what happens. They don't tell you how to be great in the kingdom of God, right. right? They teach you how to be a great um, in the world's eyes and among your peers. And again, there's nothing wrong with trying to be better. But Shannon, if I could, I just want to share a scripture uh, with you because you know that's my whole world. That's right. <laughs> but this is where the rubber meets the road. As we always say, I always say, Mark chapter 9, verse 33, then they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, he asked his disciples, what were you arguing about on the road? Jesus and his disciples were walking down the road and they were quiet, verse 34 says, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. <laughs> Isn't that funny, Shannon? That is good. And sitting down, Jesus called the 12 over, right? And he said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Shannon, what I took away from your training and from the program was, yeah, I know I need to serve. Listen, I've been in ministry for 30 plus years. I know that I got to be a servant, but listen, this is what Jesus said. And then this came to me, Shannon, because this was the premise that you shared, right? This program will help children. And listen to what Jesus said in context with what we just read. And he took a little child whom he placed among them, taking the child in his arms. And he said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. 
Does wow. that not tie mm-hmm. in? I mean, it's the scripture. Shannon. And it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I know, but it's so amazing because Jesus is setting the example. So Shannon, here's a program that when you wrote it, you're like, hey, this is good. This is some, something that the Holy Spirit gave to you as a download. And mm-hmm. this can help children. But you know what, Shannon? This can help all ages. Because for me personally, and I know on my team, if you're listening to this, every one of my leaders is going to go through this training because we have to become like the little children and we have to become servants of all to be the greatest of all time. That's good, Mark. I'm going to have to use that in some promo video. We're going to have to repeat that because that is a great commercial. But you know, it makes me think of, um, there were some corrections officers when I was pitching this to all of our community leaders. Um, They were reading through this and I had some law enforcement go, oh boy, I couldn't answer that question or, but I need to. And it makes me think of what you were just saying. Oftentimes we don't want to humble ourselves to get well. We don't want to deal with the messy, right? Yeah. It's just easier to cover it up. We know how to fake it up. We know how to paint it up. We know how to clean it up. Now we have filters on our phones. You know, we can make all that look good. Wow. Um, And I had law enforcement say, but I really, I need to do this. And I'm like, you do. And, And it's not that I wrote it because the Lord wrote it and, and I can do this. And, and what we're hoping is to get into schools. I'm meeting with a health teacher this weekend, uh, just to talk about the social and emotional well-being of schools. We also have our local school that had a school shooting and, uh, someone very in leadership position there said, this has got to come to our school. They've, they've experienced a suicide and a car accident for children. They've had trauma upon trauma upon trauma and said, we got to get these kids and then our teachers that are still, they still have PTSD. They had teachers holding students who were bleeding, who were praying with the oh young man goodness. who was sh- shot. And that doesn't go away. And I know in, in our school, I know where things have happened and there can be triggers. And I think I, I want to be made well from that. But until you humble yourself to allow God to literally put you on the surgeon's table, his ultimate healing, open you up and say, okay, okay, Lord, whatever's in there, I want you to take out. I had the gentleman um, that was kind of questioning and not sure, uh, the nurse's husband, and he's like, well, what am I going to have to do in this program? And I said, well, you're, you're going to have to do some hard work. And he was a man in leadership um, in his companies. And so I knew that he wasn't afraid. I knew he was um, had the ability to do hard things. But when it comes to ourself and dealing with those things, and like you say, we always do every week, where the rubber meets the road. And it is that question that I think Jesus presents to the man at the pool of Bethesda who mm, laid yeah. there for 38 years. And as much, and you can spin that story as much as you want. And Mark, you correct me if I'm wrong in any way. But he says to him, you know, I've tried to get in the water. Mm. And every year when the angels stir the water, but somebody gets in before me. What I hear is an excuse. Right. And what Jesus says to him is the very question I present to every client, every person that comes, do you want to be well? That's right. Not do you want to have another drug that can anesthetize you or another job that makes you run faster or harder or a new house that you get to decorate or a new car that gets to show up the Joneses. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be the best person that God has created you? Because he tells us 
he created you for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. And what I'm hoping to do with this health teacher is I can do it. We call it either stained glass or plain glass. Ooh. And I have talked to the superintendents in our county and they know who I am. I'm not hiding that. It is faith-based, but I know I can't cross church and state from a government standpoint. So I don't have to put the address of 29, Jeremiah 29, 11 in, in the program. I can pull the red, that, that red where it's the verse. But I know this, and it was your wife, your wife, Mark, that told me just because you don't see Jesus in the room doesn't mean he's not present. Right. And she so encouraged me with that because I'm like, how do we get it to the schools with we can't cross church and state? She says, oh, this is nothing but the word of God. We can pipe in the word of God through the schools um, just because it doesn't have the, and Jeremiah says, I knew you in your mother's womb. I can speak to the kiddo who said, you know, I don't know what my plan, my purpose is. Most kids don't even know there's a purpose and plan right for on. their life. So it's a neat program. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm so encouraged by what you all are doing, what our community is doing. We know it's going to take flight. It is taking flight. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I so appreciate you guys just being in there and um, talking and, and helping get out the word that God's got this amazing plan for all of us to be the best version. Because you know what, Mark? Here's what I know is we may be the only Jesus that somebody will ever see. That's right. And we don't need anybody desecrating his name. And we may be the only Bible that someone ever reads. That's right. And so do you truly want to be a servant of the Lord? I just want to pose that question to you like Jesus did. Do you want to be well? And the last thing Jesus said to him was, pick up your mat. You know, go like kind of like clean up your mess and and go on. Right. And, And so he's saying, do you want to be well? So then let's do this and we're going to clean all this up. And then I want you to go and serve me into all the world. And Shannon, biblically, the woman with the issue of blood, right? And when she came up and, and Jesus says to his disciples, who touched me? And they were like, are you kidding me? Like lots of people Everybody. are touching you. <laughs> but you talked about the person at the pool, right? And the, they had an excuse, but the woman at the well didn't have an excuse because no. lots of people were trying to touch Jesus, but she knew. I don't have an excuse. I only have a need. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road, as we always say. Shannon, thank you for sharing with us. I pray that the people listening today have questions now. I pray that they do. And so, yeah, would you go and visit to get more answers to your questions? The GOAT program, all spelled out, T-H-E-G-R-E-A-T-P-R-O-G-R-A-M dot org thegoatprogram.org. Go check it out. And also contact Journey Living. Yes. You can reach out to us here. We'll get it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And we desire nothing more than you to know and learn and understand what this is all about. And I personally want to encourage you, not because Shannon's sitting by me and threatening me, but because <laughs> it's real. I want to encourage you. If you are a leader, if you are in ministry, if you are a leader in a community, in any type of a setting, I want to encourage you to pray about that. Ask the Lord, is this something that is for me? Because we are desiring for all people to be well, to be able to minister to those who are not well. And that's where it starts. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I pray that you're encouraged, but I also pray that you're curious. And join us again next week. We'll unpack some more from God's word as we journey through life, living for the Lord. Thank you. Thank you.